to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before. And he has put all things under his side, under his side. All right, do we have a mic ready? I want to answer a few questions. Then we'll see where the Lord is going to lead us. What is the best way to study the word and be and 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 by the way on a personal level <clears throat> when you're writing to someone don't assume they understand you make sure you write in a, a, a good handwriting even one one because you find that you've got a question that needs to be dealt with but we've not dealt with it because of the your handwriting it's small things like this which can make you even lose a relationship No. I don't know. Did it escalate too quickly? I'll tell you this. Sometimes it's you 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 don't sometimes it's because you don't brush your teeth. You don't you don't clean your mouth so you have a breath. And sometimes And sometimes don't assume it's cute just because it's coming from you so you don't feel like it's bothering others. It's a switch off. Just small things you are a good man you have good intentions. But just just cause it's just like a small thing. Just one small thing. You know these relationships are for feelings and feelings can be petty. You can get someone angry by a small thing. Yet you're wondering, Lord, but you showed me. The Lord is like, "Yes, and I did." Lord, but why? <laughs> so You, you see even just the lotion that you get 
Especially men are the ones with this problem. You find, I know you are graced with good skin. Your skin is glowing because you are using imono or Vaseline. <clears throat> but it's okay to smell good. You get a perfume, not that one which looks like raw on like a small one. It's okay. It's okay to smell okay. <clears throat> Just make sure. And then, if you have not bathed, don't spray perfume. Because that combination, I don't know if you've watched the Powerpuff Girls. There's a combination. Don't become a Powerpuff man. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you what others won't tell you. I'm, I'm coming. I, I'm just starting. It's okay to just make sure that. Then don't iron a shirt which you wore but was not dirty. And just wear it. <laughs> Can I fix this issue? Especially men. <clears throat> and the le I wanted to ask if the ladies can say amen, but some people will feel condemned. Because <laughs> the amens will be like the neighbor Simon. It's good. Sometimes you are praying for someone and you're just And you see, you find there are people there, the ones who even like to, they like close conversations. They love Isenge. <laughs> they come close to your mouth, how are you? And they speak all the Tonga words. Hallelujah. Oh, I give her. Okay. It's okay to be conscious of yourself. Find hangers, hang your clothes properly. You hang them. It will help them to be becoming as opposed to unbecoming. It's just very important because you see, sometimes when you are in pain, you get used. You can get used to a dead environment. You stop seeing it as such. It becomes your natural habitation. You know one of the names of the devil, the word Beelzebub means prince of flies. Yeah. When they said to Jesus, he casts out demons by Beelzebub. That word Beelzebub means prince of flies. 
I don't have to preach further. So you know what? I'm not being anti. I'm not being unbiblical. That's why there's some witch doctors who just love being in the dead in a bush. When you enter, you're like, huh? is he mad? But it's a priestly calling. There's an environment it must thrive in. That's why sometimes they are called unclean spirits. They are literally unclean. I told you a story of one day, a friend of mine when we were young, Pingila God, today I will worship you. Have you ever had that day? When I just go back home, I will pray you today. Then when he went back home, he got on his knees, he said, oh, then he had to clean your room first. I will not tell you his name because you know him. No, you're suspecting. No, don't do that. So from then, all of us changed. Because <laughs> we realized maybe there's a way God feels about our bedrooms. It's not cool. It's not okay. Every time your sister has to come and open the window, you, you are breathing just fine where you are. Sisters, am I helping? Now, if you're a sister, you've got a brother here. Relax. Don't expose him. He's single. The sisters are watching. Praise God. So the point I make is when you're writing a question, make sure your handwriting (laughs) is very clear because you may disqualify yourself Now, if you are a girl, (laughs) brothers, I need some support. Should I touch this issue? Or we deal with it during dear daughter? Because you were happy, now it's your turn. Let me... Deacon Gabriel is discouraging me. Because he he was the director of relationships. So he knows that when I go that direction, I'm like a breakless car. So dear daughter conference is coming up. I want you to choose a I want I want you ladies to have a meeting, even a Zoom meeting in your group to discuss the date. I think the tentative talent, uh, calendar is out. So you discuss a date and the activities you would like to happen. Uh, but just give me one hour, 30 minutes untouched because I would like to share one or two sentences uh, that you have discouraged me from sharing in the public. So anyways, one way to study the word of God is by getting get a normal a normal Bible version that you can understand. Sometimes people are always using the KJV and they say the Bible is hard to understand. No, you are just lazy. You don't want to get the NKJV or the NIV because you know that you have to spend time. So you want to now blame the Bible. So get an NKJV, get an NIV and start reading it. And when you're reading, don't be too deep. Some people have this mystical feeling when they are reading 
which steals from their ability to understand. Go to the book of John first. Just read the story of how Jesus was born. What happened when he came into the world. How cool his miraculous works were. Just read that. That's the word you are reading. Before there were no verses and chapters. Problem you want to know. Which chapter? Which verse? Just know the story. Just know how it flows. How Jesus moved from Bethlehem. How he went to Galilee. How he met this man who did this and that. Just know the stories. You don't have to know the verse and the chapter. Because the word is not the verse and the chapter. It's the word. The verses and the chapters are good for organization. And order so that as you are reading, there's an orderly flow of things. But also, one way to study the word is by listening to podcasts like my podcast on particular topics. You want to understand righteousness, you go to Google, you are a starter. You are going to find all kinds of strange teachings on righteousness there. You need you you need a trusted source. You you listen to what they teach, you write down the verses, you check them out. Then when you be going to Google, you'll be able to spot what is fake because you were exposed to what is true. Don't be, again, I repeat, I don't know why this word keeps coming back. Don't be lazy to sit down and listen. Because it, that's a cost. You believe something else. You believe that mm, with the way we human beings are, I think God will just understand everyone will go to heaven. Wazinama. So listen to and the last one is Google. You want scriptures on obedience, just the scriptures on obedience, they will come. But I don't advise that one a lot because you find all kinds of strange teachings. So that's how you study the word on a personal level. I casually loan out money, but I have received criticism on the basis of my faith. What is your take? on a believer undertaking in the loan business. So the idea of a loan is the idea of business. There's money for use and there's money for business. If you are selling cassava, right? You've bought it at say 10 kwacha. You bought four tubes at 10 kwacha. When you sell them, you're going to be adding maybe maybe a, a five kwacha on top so that you can make a... It's the same thing with money. If you have a five kwacha, it's, it's, like, it's like you treat it as a commodity. When you give it to someone for one month, if they bring a return on top, that's profit. So that's how learning works. That's it. Why are you injuring your conscience? Don't be hard on yourself. The only thing is when you are dealing with a loan business, find a friend of yours who's a lawyer, not me. Find a friend of yours who's a lawyer and a police officer and potentially open a bailiff company. Also, make sure you have, uh, you have your licenses for selling things on auction. But make sure your loans are on collateral as well. Are you listening to me? It's good to give out loans, but make sure they are on collateral. And make sure the collateral, you verify that it belongs to the person. If, for example, someone comes with land, and they tell you, I want to, to, to put this land, you check it out. 
Don't just say, oh, I'll keep the title. No. Get it. Go to Ministry of Lands or go to the website. This time they're also doing it via website. I don't know why I'm telling you this. You're supposed to be paying for these services. So you check and you verify that this land in fact belongs to the person because the names are there and there's no caveat. So you check, then you, you say, give me, give me the details of the title, you check, and then you say, I accept your, your collateral. If they are giving you a car's collateral, check, check the white book. Go to Ratsa, check. Just, you need, write this word down, due diligence. There's a principle in law called caveat emptor. And caveat emptor means buyer beware. It means that at the point you are buying something, you are expected to have conducted your due diligence. You are expected to have... So you are buying a company off the shelf. Or let me, let me just say, there's a company, uh, it's into a supply of fridges. And you know that people buy fridges from there. But the owner says, I've been going through a lot. It's a profitable business, but I need liquid cash very quickly. So you say, okay, all right, let me buy this company. Uh, what assets are there? Uh, how much do you have in liquid cash? What's your workforce? You do you, That's your due diligence. And then you also find out if the person has any loans. You ask the person, do they have any loans? They tell you they don't have. You, you make sure you get their account details. You get all the, the... You do your due diligence before you buy the company. And one of the best ways to do that is to engage a banker or a lawyer. There's a, a specialized banking or accounting area which looks into due diligence. So these are people that you engage and you pay them their commission and they conduct your due, due diligence. They will do a search on the properties that are there because when you are buying a company, you are buying a number of things including the assets and liabilities. So you need to know the liabilities that uh, this company has. You also need to know the 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 assets that are there, that are liquid, and the ones that are in property, in real or personal estate, you need to find out all things so that when you buy, you are buying equally the, lab the liabilities. And that's, that's where the principle caveat emptor comes from. It means buyer beware. You are expected to know. You should do your due diligence. So even when you start your loan business, before you just give someone money, in a church set up like this, don't give people loans out of trust. A church is like a hospital. There are all kinds of people. There are normal people and there are people who look normal. Now, if someone from church comes to borrow from you, that's absolutely fine. And you can help a brother. Normally, for me, when a person from church comes to borrow money, I don't. I give them if I have. If I don't, I tell them, no, I don't have. Even with legal services, I don't charge church members. Except they are making a lot of money, I'll see at you. <laughs> so in case you are excited to come, the only way that I will not charge you, and if you're making money, is to lie to me. I hope that will for you. So, 
make sure even with your church members, so, oh, no problem, we have a business. And what you do is you step out from it. You say, no, you, I will let you talk to, there's a colleague I work with. And then you, you stay away. You let them work with the colleague or you ask them the collateral. And when they get the collateral, you do your due diligence with love. That's the only way you are going to not grow bitter towards a brother in the Lord. And if you grow bitter now, the Bible will be saying, the one who does not love still lives in death. No, but Lord, they injured you. Even you, you injured me, but I died for you on the cross. So you don't want that complication with Jesus. You are talking to him. You don't want that kind of relationship with Jesus and his children. You know, children of God are strange. They made Moses miss the promised land. And afterwards, God still went back to Moses, to Joshua and said, hey, you have to take my people. So people, hmm? I don't know. But my advice to you is business is business. If there's a church member who's not paying you back, find a way <laughs> to get paid. Amen. But I hope you've caught something from this. Why do we have the amazing women pastors? Uh, pastors, can you help me understand one? Why don't why do we have the women, the amazing women pastors? Can you help me understand why? Um I I probably know this where this question is coming from. It's coming from the idea that women must not preach. Then let's take out the Holy Spirit from them. That's the only way. And let's stop preaching to them the word. Because if we preach to them, they receive the Holy Spirit, they receive the word, and they sit on it. What are we doing? So, they are human beings, they are filled with the Holy Spirit, they love the word, they can preach, that's why they preach. And many times they seem to show more character than men. Not always, many times. I was asking the question, I said, how come only females are treasurers? It bothered me. I saw treasurers here. Only the women have been touched by the ministry of giving. Is that true? But anyways, it's not new because when you read the Bible, Luke 8, the Bible says Jesus went about preaching in every village and the Bible says, doesn't say there were people, it says there were women. Who gave him? Give me Luke chapter 8 in the Passion Translation. Out of their substance. So I will tell you something about women which is very special to them. They are committed. Now, it may not be that all our men are unfaithful or that they need prayers. No. It could be, you see, women have, there's, there's a diligence that is in most women. There's an availability and a commitment. But there's also a faithfulness which many women have as opposed to men. Now, the Bible says a faithful man who can find. Meaning even just finding a faithful man. 
No, no, no. I'm using the Bible now. Because you... The Bible says a faithful man. Who, who can find... Soon afterward, Jesus began a ministry tour throughout the country, visiting cities and villages to announce the wonderful news of God's kingdom realm. Twelve disciples traveled with him. That's what they did. Next. And a number of women who had been healed of many illnesses under his ministry set free from demonic power. Like men were never delivered. Next. Jesus had cast out seven demons from one woman. Her name was Mary Magdalene. For she was from the village of Magdala. Among the women were Susanna and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, who managed King Herod's household. Many other women who supported Jesus. One, two, three, go. I've had people, sometimes people in church, you tell them, I want us to do this, this, and that. Now, I'm not saying that I'm teaching you because I know you are here. They want to write you a quote. Men, no, no, no problem. Uh, here's how much expect. But if you ask a woman, she'll say, oh, no, let's do it. She may have not even been taught. I don't know if it's a... <laughs> There's a fine-tuning. Everyone, you want to see a bine everywhere. You want to see bine. So then why should I choose you as a pastor over the woman who is doing more pastoral work than you? You, you are on fire, yes. And there's a difference between being a pastor and being a preacher. In my life, I've met many, many preachers, but few pastors. And there are many people who are excellent pastors. They don't even preach as well as you want them to preach. But give them pastoral work, you'll be amazed at what they're able to do. Because there's more to being a pastor than to preaching. But this question is deeper, because I'll need to open the scriptures and show you why Paul said some things he said. So I don't want to get into it. During prayer, prayers, lyrics dropped in my spirit. Dad, I'm for Chilea. <laughs> now, for those who don't know Chilea, it's just singing off-key. And I think I can't sing. Nonetheless, I wrote the lyrics down, but I failed to keep the melody in sync with the words. What do I do? Because I know nothing about music. So, find people who know how to sing. Let them sing the songs. Because sometimes, it's not that every song you write, you need to sing it. But also, it's not every song that God drops in your spirit that needs to be released. One day God told me that. Sometimes it's a show of intimacy between you and him. You know, for us who write songs, we're always looking for something we can present. And I suffered that error at some point till God corrected me. Many songs that you will write in your time of intimacy with God, you can give them. But there are those which only God only wants you to sing to him. There's a beautiful song that I wrote. I was worshipping 
And it was in that period where I was really writing songs for my album. So I was worshiping, worshiping. And then I began to sense a song in my spirit. Then I began to sing it. But then I realized it was not coming from spirit. It was being sung in heaven. So as I was trying to learn the words, I heard the spirit of God tell me, sing it exactly the way you are hearing it. And I was wondering why God is telling me that. It's because God told me that in heaven there are patterns. And there are some patterns that are born from heaven. And for them to work efficiently, the one who receives them on the earth must replicate them in exactitude. So the Bible tells us about the story of Moses. How that God told him, the tabernacle you are seeing is from heaven. And he was instructed to, to tell Bazaleo to design it the way that he saw it. He must do it according to the pattern. Noah received a pattern from the, for the ark in heaven. Why? Because in heaven they calculated the pressure that they were going to release and what it was capable of doing. So they calculated the, 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 the texture of the ship in all mathematical terminologies and, and, and the, kind, the kind that would be befitting the storm and the, the, the flood that God was going to send. So Noah had to make it exactly according to the pattern which he received. And then from that day, God also began to teach me that there are other patterns which are born from heaven. For example, marriage was born from heaven. So, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall unite with his wife and the two shall become one flesh. That idea was heaven. So when we receive it, we must execute it exactly the way that God said it must be done. The moment it becomes a man and a man, then we are breaching the institution from heaven. And there are issues that are born in between. The moment it's a woman and a woman, the moment that certain things stop being done, the way that God initially designed for them to be done, then we are deviating from the initial pattern that was designed on the blueprints of God. And what we will have is not the initial pattern, but a distortion. And the distortion can become a living organism that is different from the one that God initially prepared. So, when I was singing that song, I was taught to sing it exactly. Because when I sing it exactly, then the manifestation that was designed to be pulled by that song would be made manifest. But if I sing something else, I'll give you an example. A tune comes from my spirit for praises to God. Then because I'm going through things, I add, even though I'm going all through this one day to be fine, and it feels good in the flesh, the power that song was supposed to be released is withheld. And what it, it, that song remains with only is a, a touching tune. The Bible talks about Moses writing a song when he was crossing, when after they crossed the Red Sea. There's a song of Moses. But in the book of Revelation, the Bible says, and in heaven they sang the song of Moses. Then I realized Moses did not just sing that song. It was downloaded from the Spirit of God. So when Moses sings it, the peace that is supposed to be on God's people comes upon God's people. But if let's imagine that song was written by Moses and heaven adopts it, how beautiful is that? Meaning as artists as well, we should write songs which when we write that song, heavenly beings should sing it. And they should not feel like, eh, okay, we are lying. We are not going through this. 
By the way, it's not wrong to go through to write about things that you're going through. Just write it in faith. It's okay. But what I'm saying is, at least the larger part of our lives, we should sing songs which, when we go to heaven, we find them singing that song. And we're like, hey, I'm happening. Tell me one song from volume two of my album which they can't sing in heaven. Maybe even comment, they are like, comment, comment, because they are like these people. Praise the Lord. So there are songs we sing between human beings, that's fine, but check. So I realize this song is not for releasing, it's for me to sing for myself and my life, that's it, it's not for releasing. So even if you have Chilea, there was one time I was young, and my mother was singing. Now my mother, so when she was singing, <laughs> when she was singing and now she kept singing and she, my mother insists she would just be singing she's just going now I was young she was just going I must have been like in grade one so out of Chifukushi I was rushing to the to the to the bathroom she was washing so that I can stop and teach her then in the middle of the road, I heard the voice of God say, Now, I was young, I was traumatized. Because I was so sure that, you know when you hear God. And I realized, to God it's beautiful because he's looking at the spirit and what's coming out. The Bible says, making melody with your heart to the Lord. So they went there in Bilango. God is enjoying it. Because he's the one who never gave me the gift. So he knew what he was doing when he was also giving me the song. So don't disqualify yourself. Just sing that song. Amen. In fact, it's wrong for you to not sing. It's wrong. Because it's your spiritual sacrifice to God. So sing. Let me hear you sing. <laughs> okay, maybe you maybe you can continue where, where you do it. In a relationship of your boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> should a girl expect money from her boyfriend? On the month end, when he gets paid, <laughs> is it a man's responsibility to provide for a girl in a relationship? Hair lotion, it is. Give me a mic, Mr. Mumba. What do you think? Is it a man's responsibility as a boyfriend to provide for the girlfriend lotion? Should the girlfriend be expectant at month-end? Should I expect in one minute? In one minute. <laughs> or two? <laughs> well, um... Amen. Uh, no. 
Have you seen what you have done? <laughs> okay. Justify your answer. No. Um, then it gets back to the context of the relationship. So every relationship has a context. Okay? Whether it's at marriage level or before that. So it's very important as you're getting into a relationship, you discuss these things. So you have your boundaries, you have your expectations and your principles and values in the relationship. So it's very important before you step into that realm of relationship, discuss these things. I have these expectations, I have these needs. So that you don't... So my daughters should tell my sons, I expect lotion. <laughs> <laughs> he says yet. Okay, no. Let him, I don't know. Is Mr. Odom here? Mr. Odongo, are you here? You are there. Let him... No, I hear you. And there's a very important part you have said. I'm coming back to it. And then when I bring lotion now, you say, no, 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 you should have brought money instead. Please, go ahead, sir. All right, praise God. So, Kevin Odongo, Makenyan. So, if I were to, to answer that, uh, I would say no. The reason why I would say no, it's because I'm... Um, uh, marriage was ordained by God, right? But if you ask me, boyfriend and girlfriend are not ordained by God. This is a relationship. So that's how Dan said. How does God ordain a marriage without ordaining a relationship? Uh... Miss <laughs> all the married men. Should a boyfriend, should a girlfriend be expecting things per month end from the girlfriend? From, eh? <laughs> should a okay, should a man, should a girlfriend have an expectation that a man will be buying us some things like lotion at the end of the month and things like that. Um, to have that expectation uh, is normal. But okay. like my brother alluded to, it's something that you have to discuss. Because at the end of the day, you might end up leaving someone that is supposed to be your life partner based on them not giving you things that you expected without discussing them. Okay. You want to try? There's a lady who wants to try. Let's uh, let's allow the young lady here. To... Thank you so much. I don't take this lightly. Okay. Shoot, my daughter. Shoot. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've heard from the men. Okay. The expectation is not. Your mic closer. Okay. The expectation is not correct. But it's not what? It's not correct for us. Okay. 
But there's a but. The thing is, provider uh, by nature. So we expect, but you as a man. Okay. <laughs> As a man, first I'm going to say uh, before we before you get we, married, we have a situation here. <laughs> so before you get each other, and that's where the and girlfriend comes from. I think okay. there's a man on the media so, disc. <laughs> Please go on. You're making a very important point. Uh-huh. So, um, they... Okay. You are... In your sense... As a, you know to say she looks good and she's been brought up like this. She looks for you to want her. She's been looking good. A little doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean you if you do a little to Deaconess <laughs> yeah. Esther. Okay, so I'm really going to, I'm just going to give my two cents based on my opinion. Uh, number one, please sisters, don't come for me. I'm definitely going to support you at some point. I don't think... <laughs> I hope you're not celebrating too early. <laughs> it's the way, the question said, is it a man's responsibility? Now, I would want for us uh, to understand that... Um, there's a point that has been brought out of husbands and wives. Uh, I'm not married, but from observation, I do believe that husbands have got a responsibility to take care of their partners. However, if you're a man who's intending to marry a woman, I think there are certain things that are expected of you to display for you to convince me that I'm going to be taking care of you. So... I don't necessarily have to tell you I need to go do my hair. I need to go do my nails. If you actually like to see me like that and you want me to be that presentable partner when you stand next to me, I think you can't love without giving. Demonstrate it. You know? So it's not a responsibility in its entirety, but there are certain things I do uh, believe a man should do. Okay. To Maybe the pastors it. will save this situation. Pastor Wandi. You, you are a woman of God. <laughs> you, you are a woman of God. <laughs> I'm saying this so that you can save the men. Okay, no, no, just give your opinion. It's okay. And then take on lot of clothes.
Let's go. Honestly, uh, I would just quote uh, Dikonesa. I'm supposed to express this side. No, <laughs> you like. I'll just quote uh, Dikonesa. Esther, word for word, I absolutely agree with everything that she said. And uh, during the week, I was actually teaching my zone on why uh, it is important for you to partner with the ministry. And um, one of the reasons I said, uh, I gave, was that I partner because I love God. Because giving is an expression of a godly character. Like, because... <laughs> because... I like that. It's not just an expression of love, but godly character. Now, there's a caveat there. So do women need to have godly character? Do women then need to have godly character? So according to the definition of godly character, then every month if she wakes, <laughs> ah, you are denying godly character now. Can I? Pastor, can I? Can that I, one is different. Uh-uh. But the Bible says that uh, husbands love your wives as Christ Lives the church. So the godly character is what the Deacon. Do you want to say something? Now, please be sensitive. That's a married couple. Let's help them keep their marriage. Thank you, Pastor. Let's be so, sensitive. I agree when she says the Bible says um, husbands uh, to love their wives and provide, but then you're talking about girlfriend and boyfriend. That's, that's not a marriage. So, he's a wise man. Again, if we talk about expressed in giving, then it should be both ways, because they're boyfriend and girlfriend. So then, I agree with you, but then I still feel she has a point, because the Bible does not teach us how to date. The only picture it gives us is the marriage. (laughs) So that's why I agree with her. But I also agree with you. So here's what we are going to do. You discuss this issue in your cells. Then you do presentations on Sunday. Sorry? Zones. You are going to find a way. You have your cells if you want you want to meet as a zone, but if you want to meet in sales, then your zone you meet online to discuss this issue, your pastors will guide. But what I want is per zone, you are going to do presentations based on this question. 
we are going to discuss, but please be peaceful. Don't get emotional in your discussion. Let's glorify Jesus at the end of the day. I will not give you a conclusion. Amen. Maybe I can do one or two more. How does the born, how does the, how does, Thank you for answering my question in advance. <laughs> What's the order on how to get the girl? Do you need to get her first then come to you or we come and then you permit us to pursue? Also, what do we do if you as our pastor say, says no? <laughs> Is it a test or maybe it's not? Keeping in mind that the girl is willing. So this is the second question you are going to discuss. In your zones. You love putting burdens on me. I'm bringing them back to you. And I'm expecting you to, to come and give me a presentation. And it's not the pastors who will present. You will choose among yourselves. Are there practical steps one can take in patience during a waiting in a case where God reveals the end of a thing according to his will, but he instructs you to wait and be patient for him to bring it to pass. Any practical steps? So, there's no practical steps to waiting apart from being patient. At some point, everyone will have to wait for something, but those who wait and those who are patient are different. Because those who are waiting are being forced and there's a lot of anxiety because they're being assaulted by time and comparison with other people who have that particular thing they may have wanted to have. At that time, they wanted to have it. But those who are patient are insured. They are insulated from the trauma, from the trauma of time and comparisons because faith works with patience that the God who promised it will cause it to come to pass. That's why the Bible says, let us imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Faith alone is not enough to protect you from the attack of time and comparison. You need patience because patience comes to hold your heart, your mind, and your soul together so that when you see other people having the thing that you desire to have, you do not go crazy in your prayers, blaming God and wondering why it's taking time. You start bleeding on other people, according to what Gen V says. You are patient, you are relaxed. Now that is a fruit of the Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can help you develop that fruit by your confessions. In the name of Jesus, I am patient. Father, you said in your word, do not be worried about anything, but in all through prayer and supplication, to make my request be known unto you. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard my mind and emotions in Christ Jesus. My mind is at peace in the name of Jesus. I, that's how you live in that peace. You confess it. So those are the practical steps.
How would you receive Jesus Christ in your life? I'll show you at the end of the service. It's a very good question. How do I know I've found the real one? Like in most guys in this generation are all messed up. They all want one thing. And we all know it. I need a God-fearing man. One day I was accidentally watching this show of, uh, I think that must have been some Zambian ladies they were talking. Uh, it's a group of them. I think there's a show or something like that. And then one of them, I think they were discussing qualities of a good man for marriage. Then one of them whom I was not expecting to say that now says, point number one, he must be a God-fearing man. So the point I make is that everyone wants a God-fearing man. Everyone wants a God-fearing woman, right? And that's okay. But maybe the first thing I would tell you is that you must be a God-fearing man yourself. You must be a God-fearing woman. Because you could be attracting your kind. So it could be that, yes, you know that all the men are messed up. And they only want that one thing which you assume we all know. But maybe in the past, you dated them and because you know what they wanted, you gave them. You are not godly. Now you want a godly man. Firstly, make yourself a godly woman by putting boundaries. There are certain things you can't do and it begins with thick kissing. Because that's how it starts. Now what, what will you be doing if we are not kissing nothing? So what's the point of dating marriage? You kiss in the marriage. Even just on the cheek. You know, people, people want, you know, sometimes people ask all the wrong questions. It's like they are looking for how, how can we be close to the world and still be in the faith? Maybe remain single. Wake up married. Because you are saying then, oh now what will we be doing in relationships? What do you want to be doing? What in Chi Judas? Have you seen married people kissing everywhere? You, when you get married now, you realize maybe. <laughs> Imagine discovering that people don't live on kissing. Then you really wanted to kiss and you kissed. When you get married now, we find you, you don't want to kiss. We say, kiss this person, you don't. You will kiss. <laughs> we will make sure you kiss them. No, Tasuku say you will kiss. Because you are forcing us, I will make sure when you get married, I'll be there every time to make sure you are kissing. I'll <laughs> you kiss. 
the one Ijaku Francis. Why are you saying ah? So you know it. <laughs> you know these things we are we are so foreign. Anyways. Let me <laughs> me and my brothers. <laughs> We had to ask ourselves questions for topics we never ever discussed. Now we are getting married, and it all felt like a sin. Just to call it a name. <laughs> okay, let me spare you. So, <laughs> first, you yourself be a godly woman. Number one. Number two, disabuse yourself of the idea that all men are messed up. <laughs> you heard my word. Disabuse. It shows you where you are now. You abused yourself. <laughs> disabuse yourself. What are you saying about us? We pretend... Anyways, I don't blame you. There are people. We met people at WEM. Who, when we told them, <sighs> you tell this girl, she kept, it's not possible. It's not possible. People with everything you do, you are virgins. Yes, no. She was shocked. We were all shocked that she was shocked. A girl. A... So now, every man you see, you think, God just uses them out of God's mercy. They are messed up. They all do things. So every man that will be coming, you, you, the way you think of them, that's the one your mind will be attracting. The moment a man wants, forget the sex, the moment he wants to kiss, it's not that he's not the one. He may even be the one. But what does it profit you to gain the whole kiss and lose your soul? And I'll tell you this, some of you think I'm just difficult. You agree with me on all the other teachings except this one. You're making a mistake. When I give you apostolic instructions for a ministry you are a part of, don't take it lightly. It may injure you in the future. Even if in another ministry they allow it, if it's not allowed here, for you it becomes a sin. We can create sins. Did you know that? <laughs> so in case you say, no, pastor, no, that, this topic, uh, every other thing is sound, is a good man. But this issue, he's only human, even him. So you judge me nicely. You even tell me, no. You can't know you found the real one because you think everyone is fake. 
there are real men out there with good intentions. Amen. Are we still traveling with this question? I thought I've fixed it. Who has a question around this issue? Maybe. Because I'm hearing uh, some people still feel itchy around this topic. Let's, let's clear each other. Anyone who wants to conclude with this issue. Don't be shy. People who are so into fake people. How do you tell a fake person? Okay, you're saying they are not real. You see people posting this here, I don't want fake people. How do you know people are fake? Do they look like papers? I don't know. You discuss it, but this do not present it. When we pray and we wage war against principalities in the spirit, we know it gets really violent, but the devil also sends agents in the physical realm. Do we also beat those? Or we just face the other way and pray for them. Ephesians chapter 6. Give me verse 10. and Give it to me in the Passion Translation. (laughs) You would have fitted best in the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament they said, Suffer not a witch to live. They literally used to kill. And that was, that was the witch of Endor had a complaint. He said, you know how Samuel killed all the mediums? He, he exterminated. They were literally killing. They find you practicing witchcraft. So you would have enjoyed those days. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Are you seeing that? Stand victorious in the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Let's go. Put on God's complete of armor provided for us so that you'll be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. But with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. That heavenly doesn't mean in heaven. It means in the air, in the realm of the spirit. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Are you seeing that? 
give me uh and even the weapons that have been used the bible i want look at that you must wear the armor of god the armor of god not your armor that provides so that god provides so that god provides not the one you buy As you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Let's go. Put on truth. Are you seeing that weapon? The Bible is telling you about the armor of God. Not what you want. It, It will describe to you what the armor is. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness. These are weapons. As the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you always be ready to share the blessing of peace. Are you seeing the weapons? In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield. For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Are you seeing the weapons of warfare? So, then it goes on to talk about... Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit. This is the violence we are talking about. At least in the New Testament. So it's not like we're going to look for a principality somewhere then no. Give me Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse three. It, he comes against you with thoughts, feelings, people that say things. We live in the natural realm. We don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Which are those weapons? The one we are reading. But, it's not wrong for you to buy a gun and keep it in your house. Because that's another thing now. It's not wrong. But I don't know, are you expecting thieves or do you live in a highly thief-densely populated area? It's not wrong for you to have a baseball bed somewhere. You never know what happens. It's a wicked world. You have a gun, but you just put it when they ask you, say, no, it's for beds. It's not wrong. I encourage men to have one, but also make sure you lock it because you can have kids and you don't know what they do. Lock it and make sure you've locked properly if you have a gun. And put it pamuru It's not wrong for you to have a gun in this day and age. But then the the actual we, battle being talked about there is we are not in the states where you don't know what may happen anytime, so you have to pull out a gun. You, if you buy one, make sure you have your license. Keep it. Kukati. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And there's time for 
no, I want to get into different dimensions of fighting. But because uh, I don't know for some reason that topic excites me. <laughs> but I'm not like the sons of thunder. I honor you, Dad. What can you do to people you pay and they get jobs? Oh, to people you pray for and they get jobs but can't come to your church and they still badmouth your past. Okay, if you are kind enough, give them a warning. Where are you? They are gone. Any man who insults my pastor deliberately has the source of my blessings. Either repent must be sure that I've seen their heart, they've repented because I can look. Or you just peacefully allow them to go find a job elsewhere. You can't because it makes you a traitor. It's not even go deep. Is a gridos. Good morning, Pastor. Thank you for the opportunity. I want to ask if one can be prideful in reference to serving God in a negative light and can one notice they are full of pride in their service to God. Uh, I'll deal with this question later. I'll need one hour. How do you cope between how do you cope being between families with different beliefs? You need to be an intercessor, a serious engager of the realm of the spirit. Stop trying to talk to them. Engage them spiritually. Take a fast for them. If their God is demon enough, let's see if they will not get saved in the next one year. (laughs) There's only one God. And you need to believe that. But talking to them like this, you come and testify. Good morning, Pastor. Kindly help me with an understanding of what kind of creature Melchizedek was. My question generally is from Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1 to 3. I'm still trying to understand Melchizedek myself. Maybe one day, if the Lord allows me, I can meet him. But what the Bible says is, um, he is without beginning of life, no end of days, and is a priest and a king. And Jesus was appointed a priest and a king according to that order. So, 
if you've been reading the Bible in 3D, someone was asking, someone was asking me, why are they so short? It's because people's reading spans are short. Some of you have not even read. You've heard about them, but the courage to read. Firstly, you're afraid of English, but you've got Google. Secondly, you're too busy. So, something that you can read in, like, especially for members of this church, why would you not read what I'm writing? What are you going through? What's your problem? You even know what pastor has written. Some of you need to repent and go catch up from the first ones to the last ones. But you watch reels, and the time you spent watching football was greater between Messi and whoever. You are checking. Mm, I'm not a footballer, so please, I'm not attacking anyone. Or whatever you've watched, you've watched, watched. But then you just don't have the energy to read. Are you not sure you need to be prayed for? And some people, did you read the Bible in 3D? I started. Sometimes you find more people from outside are reading, but the people from within, they started. And there, I, I make sure I put new words there so that you can learn some new nice words that you can use. Develop a habit of reading, especially in this, in this year you are in. Read. Don't just buy things. Read the warranties. Read. Read. Don't just get into contracts and say, this looks good. Read. Now, if you can't read a two-paged story, you are planning on reading. For the past one week, you've just been a bit tired and held up, but you you don't know what made you forget. You know, people have all kinds of white-collar excuses. And they are so boring. No, 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 I'll read, I'll read. <laughs> you are lying. So which, let's see. So I'll hide things about Melchizedek in the next Bible in 3D, part 3. Now that you have mentioned about him. So if you don't read Bible in 3D, all the best. Ah, uh, I am called to you. If you are not reading my stuff, what are you doing? You think I'm called generally to the body of Christ. When God was calling me, he had you in mind. So if you are not reading my stuff, why should we expect fire? Fire, fire to come and read my things from COA or church. serious. I better find views by 18 hours today. Otherwise, some of you I'm looking at you have not read. I'll greet you in the inbox. What's on views on what's your views on tattoos? I'm done. I'll answer the tools and then oh, take a two in one. Let me just deal with this, but I'm done. Being aware of the fact that I need to serve, but what if the department at heart you are not able to because it's too involving? Is it okay to just join any but want to be like deceiving myself. I don't want to deceive myself. So it depends on maybe why, the reasons you have. Sometimes it's too involving vis-a-vis your work schedule. So your work schedule cannot allow you to commit because maybe you're working like throughout. 
That's one thing. So even if you want to join Mass Choir, maybe you can crack a deal with Pastor Mono. And something, yeah, because she will see, okay, this is your schedule. So this is how you'll be attending rehearsal. Make sure you do this, do that. You can work out a deal until maybe you get a different job. But if it's because it's transport, then that's an excuse. Some of you can even just walk to church. It's far. There's nothing I can do if it's far. Walk. But if you're not able to, because that sounds like an excuse. But if you're not able to again, and, and sometimes you, you develop family relations here. Some people can tell you, you don't have transport, I'll send you. That's how we live in environments like this. But sometimes, you just kill ants. But if you are absolutely not able to, what you then do is you find a department that is not so involving, that can allow you to serve. Because now you can't say, I'm not going to serve simply because the department that I want is too busy. And then for some people, the, the, the reason could be just that. Maybe they are just too lazy. So when they make them overcommit at church, it becomes a problem. That's, that one is a bigger problem. That way, maybe go to a church where the mass choir is not so involving. Because you'll be like Itabamuri beans. In fact, there's no department here which is not involving. They, they are always praying. They are always giving reports. Someone almost left the church because they said, like it said, university, the church. And I was so encouraged because then I realized we are doing something. What do you want? A market? Even at a market, people are busy. And then I just, this, you see, it's going to get busier in your department this year. Because you think saving God is just Saturday and Sunday. Not here, sir. We will help you save him through the week. We will be there for you. Amen. How can you differentiate the voice of the Spirit from my thoughts? Get my book, Deconing Destiny. It's long. It's over 100 pages. So again, it goes back to reading. In this ministry, if you're not a reader, I don't know how you're going to manage because as we write, so you need, and I'm, I'm not attacking you. Sometimes, some people are just not readers. Maybe I just have issues. I was too touched with people who don't read. But some people are just not readers. Don't be like, because God will want to communicate to you via what he has written. But because you are forcing people to do reels and to act things out, you want them to, God to do things your way. It's like people who say, me, I only hear God through dreams. So if God wants to speak anyhow, you just want to sleep. You end up having a nightmare. You can't limit God to your way of hearing him. It's religiosity. It's religion. So God can speak in many ways. You need to allow him. There are people like that. Dreamers. Ah, Dreamers love sleeping. They will pray about something, then they will sleep because they know that's the only way God speaks to them. You won't grow spiritually because you're not like an Old Testament person who never had fellowship and a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is spontaneous and, you know, 
He's like an octopus. So many legs, so many hands. He doesn't have one arm like a lame person like this. He's got many hands. And sometimes he wants to touch with this, he wants to touch with this, touch with this. So you need to allow him. You need to allow yourself to grow in your fellowship with the Spirit of God. Sometimes he wants to show you different dimensions. That's why you must read that book, Decoding Destiny. Because I explained many ways in which God communicates. But you hate reading. So I don't know how you are going to manage. I make an audio book. No, you read. Look for that book. For Hoffites, I've released it for free. Can you imagine? Before, people used to pay 120 But now it's for free. So get that book, read it. It's going to bless you. Amen. That's how you know the difference between your thoughts and the Holy Spirit. You read Decoding Destiny. They said if you want to hide information from an African, that, that's an insult. It's even hard to finish it. I don't want to insult <laughs> we are in church. Uh, also, I'm saved. So, don't, don't let the insult apply to you. Read. Read. And if you don't want to not read, find an accountability partner. Again, find someone you can find a good book. Let it be recommended by your pastor. Then start reading one chapter a day. When you are dating, do you read books together? What do people do? Some people ask all the wrong questions. Can we kiss in a relationship? Why don't you ask, can we read one book together? What about just holding? No, but hold the book together. You've not asked that question. Sometimes people ask all the wrong questions. How long can we hug? Or why not ask, how short of a book can we reach together? You don't ask those questions. Do you pray together? Hmm? Let me manage myself. Because this issue, when I start, I don't know how to stop. Tattoos. Generally, when you read the Bible, they were told not to do tattoos in the Old Testament. And the argument was so that they are not like the worldly people. Because the worldly people do tattoos. And back in the day, sometimes there were people who when they kill someone, they will do a tattoo to show that they are valiant. But God's people were not allowed to do that. Now, in the New Testament, we don't have a scripture that tells us to not do tattoos. We don't have a scripture that tells us to not do tattoos specifically. And I don't think that someone will go to hell for doing a tattoo. I know you're waiting for the however. <laughs> what if I just finished here? I finished. Because you're like, no, I know him. He'll explain. 
However, <laughs> the Bible tells us that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. How about people who are saying, what if you are just born with it? It's different from giving yourself one. It's like the difference between dying and killing yourself. The Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And anyone who destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. So if you kill yourself, that's suicide. You have destroyed God's temple. So God will destroy you. So don't kill yourself. In the same way, if you begin scratching God's temple anyhow, That's, remember, that's God's temple. What if you want to put the name Jesus? Why you don't put it in your heart? You want to put it so much on your hand, but it's struggling to sit on your heart. That's the, that's, that's the problem. Because see, Christianity, this thing, it, it, it starts from the heart. You have to put the name Jesus. The Bible says you've been baptized in Christ. So you're already baptized. Why do you want to put a name when you're already baptized into Christ? It's like you're baptized, but you always want to be looking wet. <laughs> Just so that the baptism can show. <laughs> Glory. So, but here's my other experience. I came to notice that a lot of times, now this is my experience, there are people that we had to pray for for deliverance because of those tattoos. Because there are some symbols and some things that people do that invite an evil spirit. Even just some of the works of art that you have in your house. Just looks off, but you like it. It's artistic. You are so advanced. <laughs> or so you think. No, this is art. It's, uh, what do you call the art which is not? Eh, in the abstract. But now, when I, but it chilling so bad, yeah? There's a chi eye in the corner. Then there's a chi long tongue. And, uh, and you're saying, no, it's, it's, it's abstract. Don't get yourself in trouble simply because you want to look woke. There's a story of a man who was praying. He's Chinese. He's praying. So there's a breakthrough he was believing God for, but it was not happening. So he kept asking God, why is the breakthrough not happening? Then eventually God answered him. He says, because of that dragon painting which is in your house. It you know, they valued these things because for them, those things are normal. It came from his great-grandfather then. So he received it. It's beautiful. So he put it there. But that thing gave a demonic presence access to his house. And whatever he did, his prayers were not making impact because of that thing. And many times we've had to cast out demons from people because... They put a strange tattoo. And why is this person's sort of not breaking? No matter how much we pray for this person, they're always going back to Richard. Every time they're going back, you're wondering, how come? 
No, because what they did is they he put his name on the thigh. <laughs> so that thing is a connection. That thing becomes a connection. So, you know, sometimes me, I stop people from wearing promise rings. You are not married. You are not engaged. Don't wear that thing. His word is enough. If you can't trust his word, his ring, even that ring, they just made for him. It's not like it's coming from, I set you as a seal upon my heart. So, I'm not into promise rings. They disturb me. When I look at a promise ring, I just want to take it off. I'm not talking about fashion rings. Those are a different set of issues. But I'm talking about this thing that people like. If he loves you and he wants to put a promise ring, just say, ah, why are you putting a promise ring on me? Just work hard and marry me. I'll wait for this period. Someone was saying, how long do you have to wait for your boyfriend's rap career <laughs> to take off before? <laughs> Except. <laughs> if you don't think you can wait for his rap career to make progress don't lead him on uh, and this thing of leading people okay no let's end here so maybe you can avoid tattoos that would be my advice you want to get a tattoo and even rings. You know, I will tell you this. Where we have ended, we've put them in the ear. Maybe we can end there for now. But then when you begin putting on your tongue. Now, I'm not... Those people who are being very judgmental, relax. Don't, also, some of you don't just reach at a, uh, at a person and you find they've got a ring on the tongue. You start condemning them. You don't know where they're coming from. But I'm saying you with where you are. What are you going through? Why are you putting a ring on your tongue? Tell you why I say one day. Can't you swallow it one day? Someone is surprised that they put rings. <laughs> and you see, especially if you are a preacher of the gospel, don't do some of these things, especially things that raise questions of whether it's right or wrong. <laughs> Here where we are, <laughs> right now, in Africa, there are some people who will not accept your weight because you have a mohawk. That hair for the A-team. I come from back in the day. So if you don't know the A-team, you may not understand. You can't. Maybe when you're in the States, you know, God delivered me from drugs and alcohol and you've got tattoos and you have sucked. People will be worshipping Jesus and power will move. Here. They'll be watching you like a show. You want the power to move? No, and the Lord delivered me and, and I was going through this phase. They'll just be like, is he still there? Is he delivered? So understand. Imagine I'm here. I'll be standing here preaching. I've got a ring on my tongue. 
Everyone has stopped listening. When I say amen, they wake up. When I start preaching, they focus there. They are wondering, they are doing the sounds. How come he's not bleeding? First, they think about whether it's right or not wrong, not wrong for 15 minutes. And afterwards, they start figuring out the science. How come he's not bleeding? Hey, how does he eat? What happens when he's swallowing? Doesn't the ring poo? Are you seeing? If you even just be me preaching, you are beginning to feel it. What more when I bring a preacher in that dimension? Are you going to listen to the word? And they're saying, hallelujah! You. <laughs> so, the point I make is, I don't advise you to do tattoos. Now, if you already have one, it's okay, don't get another one. I advise you to leave it at that. Don't test the word I've preached to you. You will pick up a spirit that was just wandering on its own in dry and arid places. Then you, you will go say, no, I can offer you accommodation on my skin. Then you start offering rent-free accommodation with a payment on top of torment. There are many people that I've seen in ministry. The issue is that there is a tattoo. So if you have one, just touch it, say, you have no effect, you are just a mark, eh, and avoid it. Avoid getting another one. Just leave it. Also, don't let your mind now start telling you things. Because pastors, you know how the devil is? The devil can use a good word to give you bad thoughts. Your friend has passed an exam. You, you got a sub, a sub. That's supposed to be good news. God wants rest. How come him? How come me? A good thing. That's why I tell people, when you are in a class, you have passed, your friends have failed, manage your celebration. Because you may end up getting people to have complaining time in prayer as opposed to prayer time in prayer. So you just keep quiet. You celebrate with your family, you keep quiet. When you meet your friends, you manage yourself. So, I know I could be preaching like this. Maybe you were okay until I preached it. That's why you start imagining the demon. That was not there. I didn't supply it. It's because the devil came to now talk to you and say, hey, now that the pastor said, so you, normally with this kind, you now start imagining all kinds of evil spirits now, which were not there. Now, because you are thinking about them consistently, they will pick that scent of a bad thought and now they will come. So, listen. Don't allow thoughts. If you already have a tattoo and you are breathing just fine, continue. The only advice that I give you is don't do another one. That one, just touch it and say, you are the last one. No more. Let me move on. Praise God. Okay, let's be upstanding. Praise God. Did you enjoy church today? So we are in a season of direction. And if you missed midweek service, don't miss the grace for the month. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. 
Listen to that. Take time to listen to the podcast. Have the patience to listen. Because, and even the crossover had a word. And some of you are specifically told to listen to what I taught. It's going to be very important. Praise God. You know, there are many times when the grace comes through a word. Congratulations, Gerard. Gerard had a chilangamilo yesterday. I saw, I saw, I saw how humble you were. And they compared you to the Pink Panther. That's amazing. May you have your chilangamilo very soon. It's good to get married because the Bible encourages us to to get married as opposed to. <laughs> All right. I want you to just begin praying, thanking God for today. Thank God for the word you've received, for the fellowship you've had. Speak with other tongues. Lift your hands and bless his holy name. Spirit of the living God. Empara das kotele prekidesh, shekete prekidesh.